A virgin, her fiancé, and a baby on the way, and a jealous king. No, it's not Game of Thrones. It's Christmas. We're talking about the perils of the virgin birth, coming up today on The Grid. The Grid, a digital frontier of freedom. It's our platform where we talk about faith, politics, and commerce, where we analyze current events from biblical and common sense perspectives. I'm so glad you knocked. The door is open and we have answered. Come on in and welcome to The Grid. Merry Christmas and welcome believers, patriots, friends, and family to this special edition of The Grid. I'm Sean Griffin and I am very glad that you joined us. Chris Coleman is enjoying vacation on the other side of the pond with his family and they sent us this message. Hey, thanks, Sean. We just wanted to wish all of our audience and listeners a Merry Christmas here from Italy. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Merry Christmas. And a Happy New Year. Midwest Glass & Mirror is a full-service glass & Mirror company. Located in Stevensville, Michigan, this company serves both residential and commercial customers in Southwest Michigan and Indiana. In business for over 30 years, they are the Glass & Mirror industry leader and are trusted by homeowners property managers, and commercial clients. Their mission is to exceed your expectations by delivering top-notch professionalism, integrity, and craftsmanship. I know one of the partners personally, and I can assure you he is a man of faith, a patriot, and loves God and country. He's a great example of American small business success due to hard work and an expert craft. Call 269-428-4464 or visit MidwestGlass.com today and ask how they can help you. Again, that's MidwestGlass.com or call 269-428-4464. Be sure to mention that you're a Kingdom Patriot. It's Christmas, and today we're talking about the perils of the virgin birth. And why are we talking about that? It's important to know right off the bat that, number one, we're talking about these perils for the Christmas event because God is not afraid of our messes. He's not afraid of the things that we've messed up. He's also not afraid of danger. He's not afraid when we find ourselves in life-threatening situations. He's not afraid of any of it. And we're going to find that out today by looking at the three perils. I'm sure there are more perils than this, uh, but these are the ones that we can very quickly determine from Scripture. So when we look back, typically for those who know that Jesus is the reason for the season, we look at the, the story of the Christmas event, and we think of the virgin birth, we come across the trip to Bethlehem. There's the angels that present uh, the news that the Savior is born to the shepherds. We're at the star of Bethlehem that leads the Magi or the wise men from the east to Bethlehem to visit the prophesied king. And then, um, then we have an angel that uh, talks to Joseph, shows Joseph that he needs to whisk them off to Egypt for safekeeping, become refugees until a dangerous time has passed. So three perils of Christmas that I think will help raise the seriousness of the event and perhaps connect us to the reality that took place back then and connect that to our reality here today. As I said, God is not afraid of our message. Peril number one is a scandal. Peril number two involves a teenager, and peril number three is infanticide. Let's start with peril number one first. We're going to take a look at Luke 1, verse 26 through 27. 
my notes are over here just to the side. So if you see me looking over here very specifically, that's why I'm doing that. <laughs> All right. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name, as we all know, was Mary. Gabriel visits. Verse 30, Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. Now, that's Mary's side of the story. Mary finds out from an angel, it's announced that she is going to give birth to the Messiah. That's her side. Joseph's side of the story. We're going to flip over to Matthew chapter 2, verses 18 through 20. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. This blows me away. Now, he was going to secretly put her away, but the angel comes along and confirms that she is pregnant of the Holy Spirit and that he is to take her as his wife. What's the scandal? The scandal is that if anybody found out that she was pregnant and they didn't know the truth, she could be stoned. Back then, they didn't have a justice system like we've got where you know, they throw them in jail, then they have to go before court, then you've got a trial and all this other stuff. That didn't happen. She would be dragged, they would be dragged, possibly both of them dragged before the priest, determine that she's pregnant, determine whether or not he's the father, who did what, and they'd be stoned before sundown. Yeah. That was back in the day. This was a scandal. For those who knew the truth... Everything was righteous. Amazing things were about to happen. The Savior of the world was about to be born. But for people who only saw the circumstances and didn't know the truth, it was a scandal worthy of the punishment of stoning. So next up, we were going to take a look at Mary's visit to Elizabeth. This is really cool. Luke 1 36 says that she visits her cousin Elizabeth with no advanced warning. Now to confirm that she's not crazy. Now, indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, the angel speaking, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. Mary doesn't know any of this stuff. They didn't have social media. They didn't have phones. You know, if you didn't visit, then you didn't know anything until there was a visit. She doesn't know this. So she's prophetically being given a, a word about her cousin. She's six months long. So she goes over to visit Elizabeth. 
And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? So get this. The Holy Spirit is doing a confirmation volleyball match here. Mary goes with the prophetic word about Elizabeth, and then as soon as Elizabeth hears Mary's voice, the Holy Spirit hits her and the baby. The baby leaps, and immediately Elizabeth knows in her knower that Mary is carrying the Lord. When you've got something that big happening, you're going to need some confirmation back and forth. And that's what we got going on here. Otherwise, without these truths being supernaturally revealed, you've got a scandal in your hands. And again, potential to be stoned. Peril number two. I'm going to turn this one over to a video of Tommy Woodard of the Skit Guys, and he's going to share his testimony. So, true story, uh, Christmas 2001, my son Hudson was recruited to play the baby Jesus in the Christmas program, and uh, I was sitting on the front pew, and um, everything's great, I mean, it was just fine, and then this teenage girl comes out playing Mary, and she's she's holding my son, and uh, <laughs> it just hit me, right? That's what, that's what God did. That, that he put his son in the arms of a, a teenage girl, knowing full well that his son would eventually end up on a cross. And I just, I wept. I couldn't, I couldn't even talk. And I realized that if it were up to me, mankind would be out of luck. Because I don't, I won't ever love anyone enough to give up my only son. But thank God he did. I have to tell you that I saw that uh, brief recording. It was on repeat, and I saw it at least a half a dozen times, and it got me every single time that he got there to the end. And I have the advantage of not watching that clip because of the way that we shoot this. We cut away to it, and I inserted it so that I didn't have to see it again. But even thinking about what he said chokes me up. So just thinking about it, and I physically did not see it while you were watching it. Anyway, I just wanted to point that out through the magic of editing. All right, so next up, we want to talk about infanticide, our third peril. We have a jealous king. We have Herod. Things were rather hairy in Israel. They were occupied by Rome. He feared for his throne. Who was this king of the Jews that was prophesied? Any other king would be a threat to his throne. The king, This king could overthrow Rome and throw them out of Israel. And he knew that's what the Jews wanted. And that's what he was afraid of. So he, like the disciples and all of Israel, did not know 
that Jesus didn't come at this time to be an earthly king. He would later, but he didn't come this time. Most people don't think of a king as showing up once and then <laughs> coming back later after he dies and rises from the dead. They didn't have that experience yet. Let's take a look at Matthew 2, 7 through 8. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him. Well, that's a bald-faced lie. He did send them. And I do want to, uh, and I, I want to point out, it took a bit of time to go there. We don't know fully how long this timeline for the Christmas event took place. We like to condense it into one evening. And it, it's physically possible that that could have been done. But it's more likely that most of it took place over a couple of weeks. And their visit may have taken up to two years. Because as we'll see, um, well, we'll see in just a moment why two years. Here, So they show up. They present gifts, and Matthew 12, 2 addresses their return. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. Herod. Then Herod, when he saw that he was deceived by the wise men, was exceedingly angry. And this is where the danger kicks in. And he sent forth and put to death all the male children who were in Bethlehem and in all its districts, from two years old and under, according to the time which he had determined from the wise men. He figured he had roughly two years' window because he didn't know specifically what the date was. And so he covered all of his bases by making sure that they killed all the baby boys up to two years of age. Hundreds of babies slaughtered because of the jealousy of this one king. Horrible. But God is not afraid of a mess. He's not afraid of our dangers. In fact, this is why we need a Savior. Because of all that, all that took place right there, Jesus covered it. Jesus paid for it eventually with his own blood on the cross. Today, in this brief time together, we've talked about three perils of the Christmas event. Peril number one, the potential for scandal. For people who didn't know the truth and only could see the circumstances, it was scandalous. And it was worthy of stoning. For Mary, for sure, and possibly for Joseph, if things got really skewed. The second peril is the infant son of the creator of the universe, being entrusted to a teenager. Now, granted, teenagers of that day and age were probably a lot more responsible than most of our typical teenagers, especially here in America. But still, we could consider that a peril. The Savior is entrusted to a teenager. And then thirdly, infanticide. We see that happening right now. It is not outside the realm of possibility. And we have heathens in this nation 
that are okay with abortion up to and including after birth. Folks, this is why we need a Savior. This is why Jesus came. Jesus could have come in a cloud and set foot down on the ground, and then people would be accusing him of being an alien. You know it's true. But he came in the weakest form that could be chosen. He came as an infant whose purpose was to live a sinless life, die on a cruel, rugged cross because of my sin and yours, and then rise from the dead, having paid our sin, having paid for our sin, and rising to new life to give us new life if we choose to follow him. That is what the Christmas story leads to. I hope if you find yourself living in a mess at the moment, whether it's just one because you made some stupid mistakes, or maybe you made some what you thought were smart decisions and only turned out to be bad ones because maybe somebody deceived you, or maybe you were in a very dangerous situation. God is not afraid of any of it. This is why he needs a savior. You can trust him today. And that is our Merry Christmas. I know it seems a little odd to be talking about perils and then Christmas, but the perils and Christmas come together when we really look at what really took place back at that day. I want to thank you for joining us today. Thank you for joining me. Chris will be back next week, or should I say next year? Anyway, from all of us at the Kingdom Patriot Group, we want to say Merry Christmas. And as we wrap this up, we'd also like to thank our sponsor, Midwest Glass and Mirror. Thank you for all the work that you do in the Michigan and Indiana area. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Don't forget to go to kingdompatriot.us to join the movement for faith and freedom. Make sure that you give us a five-star rating on this show because that is how we spread and broaden our audience. If you're just watching us, you can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, pretty much any other podcast platform. Follow us, subscribe, give us the five stars, do everything you can to help us spread the word. And if you're only listening today, our primary mode of distribution now is actually on video. We sure would love it if you'd share us with friends and family. And as always, your membership is appreciated. Your input is valued and your voice is definitely needed. For Chris Coleman and for all of us here at The Grid, we wish you a Merry Christmas. Till next time.